if you are easily offended by things, you probably want to just turn this off now. If you're easily offended by things of this world, yes, you probably want to turn this off now. But I have been given encouragement in people liking just blunt, raw, honest truth. Yeah. So I'm going to try. That's to, what you're all about. I'm going to try to do my my best here with this topic because this is a topic that I have been. I actually wanted to start everything on. I this is the first thing that I wanted to come out and this say. This is like the topic that led you to seminary. Yeah, like I want. Yeah, it, it is. Mm-hmm. And I this is what almost led me literally. You know, like Jeremiah in in the <laughs> into the king. He's like with walking the in on with you, the yoke. You're like walking yeah. in. That was like bumping into people. Yeah, and it just started like kind of yelling at people. Um, <laughs> kind but, of yelling. He was completely yelling. That is what you wanted to. But do. um, it's so it's been it's been on my heart and mind for years. And this morning, for some reason, I think the Lord just placed it on my heart again to talk about it because it's not something that. What you just smiled really weird. Everybody will go. see it now because you just vlogged everything, so yep. you'll see what Heidi just did. I stopped it. Now you don't know. You have to listen to the Maybe podcast. if you're lucky, maybe I'll film a facial expression of mine or two. Everybody has asked that before. They're like, can we get more of Brandon's reaction when he does these things? And I'm like, it's like this explosion and then just like face palm. No, so have every you, picture. Have you just, just like, have you seen the Hulk yeah. in all of the Avenger movies whenever he's upset? And like, that's what like Brandon when he gets like. triggered, like that's what I look like. <laughs> Everyone. At least that's what I picture myself looking yeah. like. So anyway, um, going back on the topic of carrying it in a more serious matter, this is something that I think that has been, like you said, it, it's it's one thing that I started seminary because, just because I could never understand it. And I'm like, hey, maybe I'm missing something here. Let me dive into the Bible and see what it says. Maybe I am. Maybe I just have an incorrect worldview about how I view everything around me and how I feel about everything. Is that what you found out? Not at all, no. <laughs> no, we'll... Uh, We'll get there with that. Uh, but this also, <laughs> setting this aside, this also comes from a Babylon Bee post, which if you don't know what the Babylon Bee is, they're a satire page. They've been around for like a while. Like the Onion or whatever. Yeah, right? they're like yeah. the Onion, but they're a Christian satire yeah. page. They're pretty funny. And they're hilarious. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's just, so out far out there that you know you're just laughing at it and different things like that sometimes um, they're really making a but mess then it's in a sometimes way, but... they are spot on and they were spot on with this post that they posted and the comments that came off of this post kind of is what motivated me to uh, do this and talk about this more because it it definitely was a trigger. So <laughs> w- without any further ado, we're going to be talking about American pride, um, evangelical Christi- American Christianity, and the problems with all of that. There's a problem with that? Yes, there is. Did you know that there's no biblical basis whatsoever for a country's pride? But we're a Christian nation. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. We're a nation that has some Christian people in it. But there's never been a Christian nation ever in the history of ever. 
as we just but our founders made this country through. for us to be a christian nation yeah they sure did as we just went through <laughs> sarcasm in our john macarthur book a call to reform the church i read the uh introduction to the book on a, on that podcast and he's got a line in there it says that america was never a christian nation there have never been any christian nations no. period just no. christians mm-hmm the church was never meant to go and become a nation, a, a government, a power. So while I know this is going to probably anger a lot of people, hurt a lot of people, it's not and it's going to be a very unpopular opinion among a lot of people, because I have faced backlash from this even before I, you know, be, had a platform to say anything about it. Yeah. So I know that I'm going to get it for this, but this is this is something that I fought against since, as we just discussed, the beginning of, of my conversion, <laughs> I guess yeah. you would call it. Um, but anyway, it's the Babylon Bee post was a picture. It's got a picture of the earth and it's like burning. And it just says, Jesus reminds nation he will one day burn all the American flags and also everything else. And then the caption on it is in quotes. It says, so yeah, flag burning can be a little immature, but just a reminder, or just remember, Jesus is going to burn all the flags everywhere, the angel added. Because the way that the it's they do like news stories, you know, mm -hmm. satire news stories, and the way that it's written, it's written from like an angel spokesperson from heaven yeah. explaining this. Yeah. <laughs> And it's anybody could go look it up. You could it, it's we'll link it on it's worth too, it. Yeah. It's worth it. Um, it. But then there are so many comments on here. Most of them were really funny, but there were some really really serious ones. Because obviously most of the people who follow the Babylon Bee are responding with like sarcasm and satire right, right, as well. Because but then they some people it. went like like to the hundred. Like the first comment out here just says, oh. <laughs> this is going to trigger so many people with a bunch of laughing, crying faces. And then, uh, but then the second comment on there too is very, is very true. I'm going to, I'll go ahead and read it. And I guess that'll be my first talking point before I go anymore. But it says to Christians who were triggered by the idea that America won't last forever. The angel pointed to the declaration by the prophet Daniel that while earthly kingdoms will pass away, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Yep. It that again, that's a hundred percent true. And then there's um there's a couple other ones on here that I guess I guess before I start on that I should bring up this one comment because it it dealt with obviously being respectful and not being immature. Uh let's see, where is it? All right. Here it is. It says it's true that one day these things will burn, but that will be at the hand of God. Your average flag burner is, of course, not God. So surprisingly, most people do get mad when you burn the flags because they're burning these flags. Oh, I'm sorry, because the people burning these flags are disrespecting a patriotic symbol out of their own interests and not the Lord's. Um, and then he replied, burning the flag, they were rebelling against the institution that God gave them the right to rebel which seems kind of ridiculous and then american rights are god given not state given 
just a you know just a couple more things like that that was on the defensive side of it which i i'm gonna i don't want to address those two but um no i guess this is a gonna be a broader issue but since we're talking about flag burning absolutely not that's ridiculous and disrespectful you know you you don't do that yes that regardless whether or not um i agree with it or not it does it does stand as a symbol for something and while I personally um, have no issue with it. I understand that people do. And I think it's completely disrespectful to do that to somebody, you know, and to do that, period. I think that there's, it's just disrespectful and you sh it should not be done. It, it, there's no reason for it. I think we're instructed biblically against that type of behavior. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. That's not, that's not Christian behavior. I mean. If Christians are burning flags. Correct. Sure. Correct. Yeah, the world does what it, I mean. Well, because at the end of the day, it's a piece of fabric. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, no, we didn't see Jesus going around burning flags. The only thing that we saw him do was beat people out of the temple when, and that's what we still need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, we still can can defend the faith where it needs to be defended, but we don't need to be going around doing. We can't go change the You world. know, and, and overthrowing Rome here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not what, what the goal is. So there's no there's no reason for it i don't think anybody should do it i think it's extremely disrespectful so i want to make that 100 percent clear um, but the other side of it is kind of scary because there was a couple um very very violent comments that were like i'll arrange a meeting with the lord real quick you burn a flag in front of me you know mm -hmm. this kind of this kind of stuff and i'm like from professing christians and it just shows me how far the divide is and honestly, this is something that I don't understand because I see so many pastors, and I'm not trying to call out anybody specifically, but that just have this real large um, sense of American pride, which there is there is no case for any type of pride biblically whatsoever. We I can know, understand what God has to say about pride. Well, yeah, I mean, we have... Um, I brought up, you know, as an examples, I brought up Jeremiah chapter 13 that we'll, we'll go over in a little bit. But I mean, the first thing that I could think of when it, when, I, whenever I hear this type of thing is I go straight to first Corinthians one thirty one, where Paul says, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Mm -hmm. I love the way that the NLT translate it because it says boast only about the Lord. And that is, that is not so true in, in this, in this application, because we get so proud of where we're from, where, what our country supposedly represents, all these different ideals that we get proud on and stand on, and then we try to attach god with it and it's it's extremely foolish and there's so many pastors that do this and i don't understand it for the life of me i'm not this is where i'm this is where i i get accused sometimes of of calling people heretics based off of things that i don't agree with and this is not what I'm doing to these type of people. I'm telling you that what they're doing, I think, is is grievously wrong. I, mm -hmm. I think it is. I don't understand it for the life of me. 
but I'm not going to sit here and point my finger and call you a heretic and say that you're a false teacher because you're you're promoting that. That's not what I'm doing here either. Um, so there, I don't. <laughs> I I have Just very different clarify, opinions. Just to clarify, matter of fact, sure. my favorite one of my favorite mentor teachers that I had have Andy Woods is oh yeah oh my God he's a bleeding patriot. And yeah. I, for the light, and he, he is very, very vocal about it, and he'll admit that he is, and he admits that that's kind of one of his downfalls. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why Andy in my book gets a pass. But it should be seen as a downfall, and yeah, it's not. It, it's and encouraged. He admits it as a downfall. So that's that's one thing that I don't. But then he still talks about it, and he's he's one of the ones that's got. You know the American flag at the pulpit, and that just that just gives me chill. Like that just gives me shivers. I just in a bad I'm way. Waiting, yeah, and I'll explain that to you. Um, so not this is definitely not the popular opinion. It's not the popular opinion with your modern day evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. The one like three comments down on this Jesus thing was in stars. You know, I was just like Franklin Graham has entered the chat room. In <laughs> <laughs> mm. meaning that. You know, in our American evangelical Christianity, this this is attached. You know, you you attach the American flag with Jesus in 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 the Bible, and this is all fine and good, and this is what we're supposed to do, and this is a God. You know, like this guy says, it's a it's a instant. You know, a God given institution mm -hmm. like this. So, uh, you know, it's definitely not. The, the popular view in evangelical Christianity even discuss it. There have been a couple pastors that have mentioned it. I, I list John Piper as one. He's mm -hmm. the best at it. He's great. Yeah, he oh really is. Oh my gosh. You think that any of the things that I'm saying on this podcast are scathing? Yeah, go listen to him. Go listen. Just type in just John Piper type patriot. patriotism. Yeah, patriotism. Yeah, just type in that. Statism is a cult. It, it And you will... I promise you, if you're easily triggered, don't do it. But if you're <laughs> not like and you truth, like some you truth, go read it. And just as we – or go listen to the things that we talked about in our John MacArthur podcast with when we were going over the book that we uh, – what is it? The Call to Reform the Church. Yep. Um, that we were going over. And it, he he goes over there too, but it's there's not a broad – a, a broad conversation being had about this and i think it's time that we need to and we need to start um paying attention to this and it this looks is like a duck and it walks like a duck <laughs> yeah i mean there's so Call many you know i just quoted there's no the context here that paul is saying in first corinthians 131 the context is exactly what it sounds like mm-hmm Boast only about the Lord. If you want to boast, don't boast in your human pride, mm -hmm. your American pride, your country's pr whatever pride. They pride is pride is pride. The fact that we have that is how that isn't a trigger. I I don't know because we're not supposed to be proud of anything. No, except for what the Lord has done. And to take this particular time and point in history and to point it out like this is the best God ordained time Are you in the history me of right man, now? It's foolish. And we have a couple different points that as is the girl in the comments said, she points out it's Daniel two forty four that she was talking about when 
Daniel was given a vision of the end times and was given a vision of the full plan. He had no idea how to put these pieces together. He was confused as crud. You can see at the end of the book, Daniel's oh, like, yeah. I don't get it. And All I'm of these so. Things coming yeah, at and him. he's, he's like, I, he says that he was sick. It yeah. made him literally sick, these things. Okay, so, but he was given a, a, a vision of this kingdom, of Christ's kingdom, this real life earthly kingdom where we finally have the Lord coming and ruling and reigning on earth in a physical rule. We are no longer bound by kings anymore. We are no longer under that. We are now under the rule of Christ. So what, that's what Daniel 2.44 is speaking of when he says it's a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. I will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. But we know the rest of the earth and everything in it will burn. So it's madness to attach yourself to any place or any country, any anything here anything. on earth, knowing that it's going to be destroyed. And more specifically, I love how Isaiah says it. And in Isaiah 40, it's in verse 17, that he says, specifically, all the nations are nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. God does not care about one nation no. over the other. No. We, as Americans, as prideful people, are the only ones that care about that. There, God does not. God, we, we have the saying in our country here in America... God bless America. I mean, that... Uh, okay. He doesn't do that. He blesses people. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't bless a nation. He uses nations he to uses fulfill nations. his plans. Absolutely he does. The only nation that has been blessed is Israel, but that is not... That's nothing of their own doing. That's That all comes from God because God has placed his seal on it and God came in a human form and flesh and was a Hebrew. And we uh, also hear all of the time that in in our country specifically that God blesses us because we bless Israel because we back up Israel. And again, that couldn't be any further from the truth. The context of the, the quote in Genesis that everybody uh, tries to throw out there is talking about God's people so he is going to curse anybody who hurts his people okay and he will definitely protect those who protect his people and who are his people that has nothing to do you can't go find your nation in that in that passage of scripture you can't do it because that's not what it's there for it, it means it does not mean that um, well, we say that while we're in the midst of our government working with their government and talks of breaking it up and splitting it up and all of these things. And it's like, do you understand what's going on here? What do you think? I mean, I already read it or I already talked about it, but Isaiah forty seventeen, 
that means what it means. All nations are nothing before him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about anything. Mm -hmm. They are counted to him as less than nothing and emptiness. Now, I don't feel like I should have to explain that, yes, he does enjoy the good things that come out of it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of course. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. But I know that I have to throw that in there because a lot of times whenever I do one like this we get this well so are you saying this are you saying this or somebody no i'm i'm being very clear with what i'm saying that of course god god looks upon good deeds of anybody and everybody and but those and are the individual hearts of man that not, has nothing to do with he doesn't the, have like a top five list of his favorite nations that like and we're all fighting to be a number lot one. of times i hear that well america is supposed to be the representation of that group or that's what the intention of and god needs no representation no he need he has no color he has no click the only thing that he has is the church it's his body mm-hmm. that's the only thing that he's here for and so if we you want to can't be focused put, on something focused you can't on that. put your own flag on that you mm-hmm. can't put your own ideals on that it is what it is he's got his own things he doesn't need you he can represent himself just fine just fine and has for the past you know six thousand years I mean, they, he doesn't need any assistance, and he and there is not going to be one single place that that rises up and is better than the other, or that God blesses over another. Why? Because it's not it's not in the Bible, and if you're trying to find it in the Bible, it's not in there. You're gonna have to go outside of it, and then you've just left Christianity, which I think a lot of people want to do because they want to walk as enemies of the of the cross. They want to have this this built utopia. And why is this such a, a big deal? Because a lot of times this leads to violence mm-hmm. or even a violent thought or thoughts that are completely entangled with the cares and affairs of this world. Consistently, all throughout scripture, we are continuously warned not to be involved in the cares and affairs of this world, yeah. not to have pride, not to have hate, not to have all of these things. Okay, well, these group of people are the same exact ones that get into the wedding feast, and Jesus is like, how did you get in here? I don't know you. I have no idea who you are. That has to be the same group of people because these people are believers that believe they are doing the right thing, that are out there saying, but Lord, Lord, didn't I do this? Didn't I do this? Didn't we we make it great? Didn't we, we pass made all the abortion again. laws? Didn't we, didn't we do all of this? Mm-hmm. No. A lot of that serves as garbage. I'm not going to point fingers of who this may be. But, I mean, you should probably check yourself to make sure that it's not you. Yeah. Because none of this is coming from my own interpretation. This is all clear as crystal you i can't really twist the fact that all nations are nothing before him they are accounted by him as less than nothing in emptiness i can't <laughs> twist pretty that pretty straightforward i that, i don't i don't know there's how no to asterisk that. next there's to it there's not one it says but mark there's not one jesus reading, loves eagles and i'm reading out of isaiah 40 and I'm, I'm i'm curious that people always point out that that is pointing he is speaking to the nation of israel and the time this is isaiah so he was he was he was 
prophesying a lot about Babylon captivity. He was mm-hmm. prophesying a lot about Christ in the in the end times. He was the kingdom. There's a lot of things he was prophesying about. But we know from what we have written to us over and over and over again. And I just closed it. Sorry. Um, in the New Testament that these things happened as an example and they were written for our instruction. Yes. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, he mentions that these things were old, things like Isaiah, all these things, in the whole point, in the whole history of Israel in general is a mirror to what the church age is now. Israel's age has been put on I don't want to go into that in this podcast. I promise there's more coming. But Israel's age has put, been put on pause, and now we are in the church age and the age of grace. And during, But during this time here, we are a complete reflection of what Israel was. Because who was Israel? They were the God's people in the Old Testament. Okay, where were they? Well, a lot of times they were scattered in exile away from God mm-hmm. in the wilderness it's like one mess up after another it's the whole history <laughs> right right in the wilderness out mm-hmm. in the wilderness was a was a representation of or lost in the wilderness was being separated from God is that's what that represented okay well the church is no different even though we have the Holy Spirit and even though we are we have the temple inside of us now we are still not things have not been completely realized I'm not standing with Christ yet. Yeah. Okay. So until I that, cannot enter into the throne room correct. right and, now if and I want I to. I can't stand with Christ until mm-hmm. I have been changed, mm-hmm. until I've put off this this body and been given my new body. So all these things aren't realized yet. So the 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 end hasn't come to these things. I am still in exile. I still am lost. Romans eight puts it that we are groaning Mm -hmm. to be reunited with it so if we're in this great wonderful period now why are we groaning well our bodies are groaning for this period to be completely reconciled with god because now we have something that belongs to him inside of us Mm -hmm. and it's dying to get reunited back with it Mm -hmm. so we have all of these these points to show us when we look back through you know Moses we look through the story of Daniel like we were just reading through all of these all of these things can be compared to the ages that we're going through now and we can see Isaiah was prophesying of an Israel that was completely unfaithful to God that had been completely ingrained in worldly pleasures they were whoring themselves out to other nations when god specifically told them not to they were becoming proud Mm -hmm. that was their number one downfall that once things were going well in israel they started to become proud and they started to say look what we have done look what we have accomplished and they would even slap the name of god on it we just covered in our John study, we went over and we have Jesus saying, when speaking of the Pharisees, because the Pharisees believed in him, at this point, the Pharisees believed that he, they're like, oh man, this guy is, oh boy. 
But Jesus straight up says in 43, for they loved the praise from men more than the praise of God. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where we have come to. And it's everywhere. Everywhere. It's individual, it's the church, it's the system. And you in in these things these things cannot be married. They're oil and water and they cannot go together. They can't. It causes it it causes this type of of this type of reaction. You see more praise for this country and for this time and place than you are here now than you are for the future or looking forward to an actual kingdom ruled by Christ. Yeah. You know, we we I, I think a lot of this has to do with our understanding of the kingdom and under, mm-hmm. misunderstanding of a what's lot of to these come. things of yeah. what's to come. Um, because a lot of these promises that Jesus gives, they seem to be earthly promises in some sense. And a lot of times they are, but not for this kingdom. Mm-hmm. Not or not for this time period. Yeah. Okay, we need the 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 point of the Messiah's return on earth and ruling and reigning from Jerusalem and Israel for a lot of these to become realized and a lot of this understanding too. So a lot of people get completely confused and they try to mix Jesus' millennial kingdom with this idea of this American utopia that they have and they and they they try to marry the two and they they don't belong together at all. And how you have to search only surfacely mm-hmm. to see that God warns us of this fact. He says that don't get caught up in this time here because it's it's nothing. We just read all the nations are nothing to him. It's meaningless. These ideals, these things that we have, those not necessarily aren't, but they'll never work. They'll cool. never work here and in this time and in this place that we're in. Because we are doomed to keep repeating ourselves. We just go through the same cycle, right? We think that we have new ideas and and new ways to get things done and new progressive ideas and we have to change and we have to... None of it works. We, as Going back to the MacArthur book, these things offer a temporal, a temporal change in the fabric of society sometimes nothing to get proud about nothing to to puff your chest out i mean if you can alleviate or help something it's not that there's something you know bad with that but i mean you look at john's letters he makes it so clear and he says do not love the things of this world not the pleasures it offers you none of it because if you love the things of this world you cannot the love, love of the, the father lord is not yeah it. and but i don't think we take that i mean do you take that literally in your life if you are in love with the things that this world has to offer you it's it's peace it's security it's pleasures any of these things you truly cannot know the lord no, that's I mean, huge. James said, you know, I mean, in, in James, he talks about, you know, your your treasures, everything that you've built up, they mm-hmm. will be a witness against you. Yeah, these ideals, these things that you've built up, this this idea that this is some kind of you know accomplishment that you've made, and some type of things like that. <laughs> Like you'll get to stand before God with like that badge on you. Like, look at what I did. I oh built up all these yeah, great that, treasures. That com- that comment on there, 
again, I think somebody on this this story nailed it right in the head because it was a it was kind of a smart butt comment, but it was hilarious. He goes, "In heaven after in heaven after the rapture." Dot dot dot. It's like yeah, like this idea that we're in you know heaven after the rapture and it some award ceremony because he comments now comes the america delegation holding their flag is Dwayne faithful churchgoer gun advocate and greatest accomplishment helping to elect donald trump to a second term <laughs> i died but that that's, is not what's gonna happen that is not what's gonna happen in heaven after what, the rapture <laughs> but that is and then the the comment underneath it was don't joke around. People are already thinking that's what get you into heaven. And it's got the crying, <laughs> laughy face. It's but sad, it's true. though. You have to almost laugh to one, keep it, from but crying. It's not, it is true. And I, that's, that's what most people that's believe. That's what's not satire is yeah. that, it, that it is. And it, it just has always puzzled me how people talk about this. Now, I mm-hmm. want to make one thing clear. I, I appreciate... And I don't want to be disrespectful at all towards anybody in the military. Sure. Because I completely respect our military. I'm definitely completely. not one of those anti-military. Like, But, I mean, what if my – actually, a lot of my best friends in the whole wide world have been in the military. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I would never say – and have been through hell. So there's never anything disrespectful to mm-hmm. them or anything, you know. I mean, heck, that I mean that would be one reason why I think, you know, flag burning and everything is ridiculous is cuz I mean, I do know people that have served under the flag. And I so I definitely don't want to be disrespectful. But we have to talk about as Christians there's a there's a certain reality to this. But you can respect them and not have to be bleeding red, white, exactly. and blue and just no. dying to this no, statism cult. No, I think our perspective cult. needs to be changed on how we think about this. They did a very respectable thing. Sure. They did something that, yes, not many people will step up and do. And God calls very, and, and Christian men and women in the military, I, I'm, I'm fully confident that God has called them for his purpose into the military to go achieve... Um, you know, to, to let this whole thing play out. Look, if we believe in the Bible and we believe it's real, then, you know, we, we have a small part here in God's plan. And while we can't control it, you know, we definitely are part of it and God does. And, you know, we need to, to understand that. So I think it's a respectable thing. These people that have to, that, that will join and, and do that for their country. But at the same time, we can't get any any pride out of this war is horrible Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have to have a military to begin with is Mm -hmm. just shows you the complete depravity of man and it's it's tragic i mean completely none of this is stuff that we should be proud of and we parade it around like it's like it's a game and we always have since the 40s It's become nothing but a propaganda machine. Oh, completely. And this is when it became completely married that the idea that the things that we're doing in the military is, is oh, you cannot touch or say anything about that because that that's just God. Yeah. You know, and and how... God bless our boys. And it is. You know, In mentality. a way of, yes, he's playing and he is definitely fulfilling his 
his purpose for but he's using this, us we're just pieces on a chessboard yeah i mean we're just we're we're his tools that doesn't make us any kind of special i mean so and then the idea that yes men and women human men and women have played a part in in doing these things in in free but you don't live in a free country because somebody went and killed a bunch of people in another country and now all of a sudden you're free and people died for your freedoms no the lord died for your freedom yeah that's the only thing that you your need your freedom comes from christ your free regardless of whatever your national law acknowledging are. that it's tragic that other people have died in the name of under the name of their country but that has nothing to do with your freedom mm -hmm. and you're not lucky because we had to go to war and kill a bunch of people and now we're not taken over by them like that that's not how this thought process works at all it's not god gave you that freedom we are lucky to live in this country in this west but at the same time we're not because we have a huge problem just like everybody else, but we don't even see it. So it might even be bigger than the rest of the countries. Well, and that's what I really think that it boils down to is I think that people are so comfortable mm -hmm. in this and they feel that we are so right. That spiritually, we're almost worse off. But really, who else around the world fits in this? You know, you're saying you know me. Mm-hmm. The lip service is the, there. The lip service is there, but the actions aren't. Mm -hmm. Who else fits this mold? The well, church if, in China? Yeah, forget The church it. in India? The church in Iran? Well, the the believers look in... look at the wealth just within the church of America. I mean, look at this Jeffrey Duplantis and, and Joel Olstein and Stephen Furtick and all these people. Like, I feel like that's wrong. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, what did I say? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> Whatever his Jesse. name is, it doesn't matter. I was matter. like, wait a minute, I feel like that's wrong, but it was <laughs> Jeffrey. Jesse. Je whatever. I'm going to call him Jeffrey. Just like how my brother can never get Furtick's oh, name Jeffrey. right. I'm Jeffrey. Um, anyways, if it's you like took... the bloke from down the road. <laughs> no, All right, you're stop. Fast. Okay, if you took just the wealth within the church of America, not even talking about unbelievers... Could you imagine the amount of poverty? Can't even talk. Poverty. The amount of poverty that could be solved around the world, homelessness. I mean, you look at all of these issues that are so clear of God's disdain for them. And if we took the wealth just within the Church of America, we literally could end hunger, end poverty, end homelessness. All of these different things. But instead, we're buying multi-million-dollar jets and building. You know, even in normal little towns, the money that goes into the new buildings and making mm -hmm. sure we have a cafe and a bookstore and our outreach programs and all. It's like you're wasting all of this money. We could take care of all of these things that the Lord hates, and His wrath is coming for us because we're turning a blind eye to the needs of the people. I. But I ask the question again, we know, we can admit, we talk about it almost every other week. And the church in America, yeah, it's, it's horrible. We see memes all over the place. We, you know, I posted a Paul Washer meme that says, you know, you probably fall victim to American Christianity. Ton of likes on it. A lot of people like, but when we actually talk about this, people still get triggered. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm just, I, I'm, I'm asking though, if our church is in that much of a state of apostasy around the country and what American Christianity has become 
and what has been identified as. And we can see, we've been going through in our apostasy series, what American Christianity has been identified as. And it has become very, very progressive, very, very accepting, even on even the most conservative Christians, worldly Christians, I guess I should separate it, um, have a level of acceptance for things like abortion, gay marriage, different things like this um, that, that are completely accepted within the church. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in some of the, the, some of the blowbacks, some of the messages, some of the things that we've gotten, you know, it comes off as very hateful. You're saying these things and you can see that Christianity got real, real progressive real quick. If, you, if you're thinking what I'm saying is hate, then we're, we have an issue here because it, it has nothing to do with hate. Yeah, for it's, 2,000 years we've had morals and now we're yeah, and now already all of a declining. Sudden, so now bad. all of a sudden we're not. But if we're in that bad of a spot with just general evangelical Christianity and the church, these things, then who would you identify as these people that are lost? That, uh, that's just, uh, who? Who yeah. is it? Because there's a Wouldn't large it, group of lost would, Christians. Th this is largely the type of Christian, quote-unquote Christianity that we have. Mm -hmm. This would be, I think, our, our country's norm of Christianity. But the people that are always lost in the Bible, why are they always lost? Why? Let's go to, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. I didn't have it pulled up because it's it's literally the whole chapter of Jeremiah 13. So While you pull that up, though, I just glanced over at, Brandon keeps a big whiteboard up in his office yeah. that he's constantly writing scripture and notes and things on, but I just looked over, why do you call me Lord, Lord, I mean, and not do, do what not I tell do you? what I tell Luke you. Luke 646. Yep. And how, I mean, that's one thing people ask, and they're like, well, how do you know? How do you do this? And I'm like, well, I read the Bible, and then I literally apply that to my life. But I have to be reading it every day and actively striving to apply that literally to my life every day because my sinful flesh doesn't want to do those things. That's how I know I'm on the right path. So if you guys want to know how to read the Bible and understand Jesus very well, understand that he was talking towards conservative Republican Christians when he was here on earth. Every time he's talking to them. Every time Christians. that he's talking. Unbelievers. Mm -hmm. Sure, he references unbelievers. But he didn't come for them. He came from sinners for sinners mm -hmm. and in the need of repentance, but people that were willing to come to him for such and to repent, to receive forgiveness and to accept him. Okay. But he didn't come, like I just said at the beginning, to overthrow Rome. No. Or to change Rome's practices. Do you know how much creepy crap went on around that time? Do you know what the oh, Roman culture is like? The Greek on, culture yeah. is like? You know the temples that they had? It was extremely pretty You think gnarly. the 60s were bad? Yeah. Pretty gnarly. Like this is this is I mean Gotta orgies and temples and in Oh, prostitutes on the street corners that you're walking by when you go to pick up your like morning loaf of bread. Literally, like, they were like they were like literally like drunken Las Vegas orgies in the temples of these of these gods. In the middle of town. All over. There's the just place. like naked people eating and and having orgies all over the place in these times. That's how bad the time was that he came into. Mm -hmm. That's where the, that's where we were in the world. But you know what was interesting about it is we had a sense of law. Mm -hmm. We did have a sense of morality and government and things like this during this period. So that's what's really interesting about it. 
but did, he didn't come to seek to overthrow these things, nor did he ever say or instruct us to attempt to do the same, mm-hmm. nor did any of the New Testament authors nope. at all nope. ever instruct this. Keep your head down, <laughs> mind your business. That's what it was. Yeah. Every, world's going to be the world. We're here for something else. Every single time. But he didn't sir, He didn't go to overthrow that. He was talking to the, the most searing accusations that he gave were against the religious Republican Christians of his day. Mm-hmm. He called them hypocrites, blind guides, liars. He was telling people that they were just blindly leading them straight to hell. I mean, that's what, who, what do you think I'm getting at here? <laughs> like, where do you think that you fit in, oh, Christian? Where do you think that you fit into these warnings and this plan? Like, you you have to worry about, and, or not worry, but you have to think about these things. Well, yeah, I guess if you're doing them, you need to worry about them. But we can look at the reasons that this happened. Uh, I guess this will turn into a little impromptu Bible study of Jeremiah chapter 13 here. Okay, before I do uh, go into 13 here in this little impromptu study, I will mention in chapter 12 that, yes, God does show favorability to nations that claim him as their God and that follow his ways and honor him. Yeah. Okay, and that's why... Um, I think America for the, the period that it had definitely did have the blessing of the Lord on it. Uh, there was a lot of good things created. There was a lot of good things that have happened here. So the, this we definitely did have a good period, just like Israel did. Yep. They had, they had good and great periods where they honored the Lord with the nation, with that they pleased the Lord and they were fruitful and they multiplied. And God was happy with them. But time and time again, they fell. They fell to human pride Mm -hmm. every single time. In Jeremiah chapter 13, he goes and makes Jeremiah go buy a loincloth. Okay. And God does a lot of a lot of things to Jeremiah symbolically to teach him. Mm-hmm. And, and to, they seem kind of silly sometimes when you're reading so through them and see, you're like, what? They seem kind of crazy, but he makes him go buy a loincloth and then he makes him go bury it in a, in a rock, on a rock in the river. Because that makes sense. Because that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's, it's literally in the cleft of a rock in the Euphrates River. Yep. That's literally what it says. And basically, over time, this Lankoth gets ruined because it's been in a rock in the river. Obviously. And God's point on that was this you'll, pride will be destroyed just like this loincloth. And sometimes he went, you know. And I don't know about you. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, though, for you as a man, like a loincloth, you would like for that to be intact to, right. you know, maybe. It's fairly personal. Protect the things right. you're and wanting it, it would, to. It was, yeah, it was fairly, fairly. Um, yeah, vulnerable and so personal. So if you think of like that that towel that got left outside in the sun and is all destroyed, and now you're going to go and cover up your your loin region with that, um, you wouldn't want that destroyed, and you would. Yeah. Yeah. So God's symbolic. It's not um, like ragged shorts. It's it's your loin cloth. God's <laughs> symbolic action here of having the loin cloth shredded. That's not a good thing. No. Yeah. 
And it's not just a superficial level either. Like we're talking like your most private of areas that you would like. But can, so I was going to read the whole chapter, but that's why I kind of just summarized the whole mm-hmm. Moinclaw thing. Because as I was reading it, I was going, okay, people are going to be like, wait, I'm so confused. He's talking about a loin. First we couldn't burn flags. Now we've got funky loincloths. This is just weird. What are you saying, Brandon? <laughs> I don't know. All right. But so now what God says, we'll just pick up to, um, Jeremiah, God told him to go back and get the loincloth, and he picked it up, and he says, And behold, the loincloth was spoiled. It was good for nothing. Hmm. Keep that in mind. Yep. Verse 8, The word of the Lord came to me. Thus says the Lord, Even so I will spoil the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This evil people who refuse to hear my words, who stubbornly follow their own heart and have gone after other gods to serve them and worship them, shall be like this loincloth, which is good for nothing. For as the loincloth clings to the waist of a man, so I made the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord, that they might be for me a people, a name, a praise, and a glory, but they would not listen. So agreeing with you that maybe this point in America here, this country and this place that we find ourselves in as believers, that we're lucky that we're able to um, worship our God in Completely, public, and yeah. we're able to to go to church and and have these things. We're extremely lucky. Uh, so that kind of gives us the idea that the whole house of Judah and the whole house of Israel, God made to cling to Him. I fully believe that. I fully believe that America was special in that right, because they're. I mean, we're the we're the largest Christian nation in the world quote-unquote Christian nation but as far as people that have come out of it I think that it's it's safe enough to say that it was definitely blessed by God and created uh, as every single nation was but since we're younger and it kind of popped up quickly and it it rose quickly and you know we rose to power so fast for being so young and completely unestablished and things yeah that of course it was made by God to it was cling all to God's him work, and yeah. to stick to him, mm-hmm. and I think, although we weren't a Christian nation founded on Christian principles, we definitely had morality, mm-hmm. and we definitely attempted to try to use biblical principles to find find our nation on. Um, so, compare yourself with Israel here. Put yourself in Israel's shoes, and that's why I kept making that example of the church being a mirror of Israel. I think that uh, if if we can sort of kind of call the nation and the church one in this sense to get this point across that he made them to cling to him to be separate set apart Uh, verse 12 here you shall speak to them this word thus says the lord the god of israel every jar shall be filled with wine and they will say to you do we not indeed know that every jar will be filled with wine then you shall say to them Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will fill with drunkenness all the inhabitants of this land, the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I will dash them one against another, fathers and sons together, declares the Lord. I will not pity or spare or have compassion that I should not destroy them. Hear and give ear. Be not proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings darkness. 
before your feet stumble on twilight on the twilight mountains and while you look for light he turns it into gloom and he makes it deep darkness but if you will not listen my soul will weep in secret for your pride my eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the lord's flock has been taken captive so to the king and the queen mother take a lowly seat for your beautiful crown has come down from your head the cities of Negev are shut up with no one to open them all Judah is taken into exile wholly taken into exile lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north where is the flock that was given you your beautiful flock what will you say when they set a head over you those whom you're, you yourself have taught to be friends to you Will not pangs take hold of you like those of a woman in labor? And if you say in your heart, why have these things come upon me? It is for the greatness of your iniquity that your skirts are lifted up and you suffer violence. <laughs> Sorry for laughing on that. But that's, I mean, he holds nothing back on that. That's why your skirts are lifted up and you suffer violence. Well. Your spiritual adultery will be exposed. Can the Ethiopian change his skin color or the leopard his spots? So I was talking about the things that, you know, are impossible mm -hmm. to do. About, you know, the whole Christian nation deal. In verse 23 again here. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. Can you change your spots? Can you change your skin color? Can you will these things to happen? Verse 24, I will scatter you like chaff driven by the wind from the desert. This is your lot, the portion I have measured out to you, declares the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in lies. I myself will lift up your skirts over your face and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries, and your names, your lewd whorings on the hills in the field. Woe to you, O Jerusalem! How long will it be before you are made clean? And you're like, oh, he's talking about Jerusalem there. We don't have to worry about it. Nope. He's talking about their pride. And they got happy and prideful and started. He uses extremely vulgar language here in speaking of lifting up a skirt over your head to show your nakedness. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. And it's because of. It is. In the New Living Translation, it has it listed down in Jeremiah 13. It says, a warning against pride. And you can look up pride in the concordance of your Bible, and it'll take you to every single verse about it. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, it's never in a good way. No. And it's it's a thing that it will ab it absolutely destroys us, but it's something that we're built on. Now... No, we're not looking at, you know, like in Jeremiah's day here of being literally, uh, you know, scattered from our homes and, and these things happening, you know, these earthquakes and cosmic signs as punishment from God for disobeying. But, and, you know, obviously there's no way that you can lose your salvation, but we have to start questioning whether or not we're following the God of this world or the true God because 
we mix the two up and especially nowadays in comments and, and things like you know we were talking about earlier are just to me they're just absolutely disgusting because they have no place in in any of this well look at right now because it's you know heading up to be fourth of july and I've noticed because our children have actually remarked on it, but going to any store right now, especially us, we live in the South, mm-hmm. um, there's all kinds of decor and just all kinds of stuff out for you to purchase for 4th of July. And it's just all so intertwined with God and Jesus, you know, just all of these things mixed up. Like you've got Jesus standing up there with an eagle on his shoulder and, you know, red, white, and blue board shorts on. You know, I mean, it's practically what we we push out with this, that it's this completely intertwined thing. Yeah, and, and that first, could not be further from biblical truth. Yeah, and the first comment like that was on this Babylon B post that was semi, that was done in our, you know, he was pointing out that... This was a God-ordained, institutionalized government that you're rebelling against, and that goes against God. And while that's like somewhat true, we were never meant to celebrate this. But this this government, yeah, of course, government is ordained by God. We know that He steps up kings and He tears them down. But they were never meant to be celebrated as such. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, we have got to remember, as First Samuel tells us, it's First Samuel 8, that having a king to begin with is because of a rejection of God. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. To have a so leader. So the reason why we good. have a leader in the institution of government and the way that the way that it works is because we rejected God and we said that we did not want God to rule over us. We wanted a man. Yeah. Israel straight up says, I want a man. I don't want I don't want the God I want God says it's gonna be really, really bad. I you understand like that, nations. right? He it's does. not he gonna go him, well. He says it's gonna be bad. He's going to tax you, he's gonna send you to war, he's gonna do all of these things. He will always be corrupt and, and fail you. He will always be corrupt and fail you. Yes. The whole, pull it up. I don't I can't don't have time. We've already gone really late to go through and read, but it's first Samuel chapter eight. And and it is not in a favorable way mm-hmm. that we are under any kind of earthly leadership. Yes, God ordains them and sets them up. The first person will go to Romans and try to fight Romans chapter 11 saying... And go then read our Bible into, study on Romans chapter 11. And then going into... Or listen to, you not know, read our... Yeah, and then going into Peter saying the same thing, that he set up these institutions and that we must respect them. And somehow that means that... We all must bleed red, white, and blue. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't mean that at all. That's where context is important. And we have to understand that Paul and Peter, they were both under the Emperor Nero, which was really, really bad. And Real he was killing age. a lot of Christians and a lot of people at that time. So it made zero sense to say that he was generally doing good yeah. for God's people. So Christian, so, praise the government, yay, be all intertwined pray, with it. But yeah, the, so no, it, it, it doesn't always work. Yes, it's a general instruction. It is a true instruction that God sets these things up. It's also true that we are supposed to remain subject to them. But you can't fit your American ideologies in between the text here and try to make them fit for your argument for 
saying that everything that we do is great. We're the greatest country on the planet. We are the greatest Christian nation on the planet. We're better than some other person in some way. No, it's all of these things get us lost in the focus. They get us attached to this world. Because if not, what would you be what would you be proud of if it wasn't? Everybody said, Well, my my uncle, my brother, my husband lived and died for this country and, and fought for your freedoms. While I appreciate the fact that he did and I went over the respect that I have for our men and women of the military, I give no credit to any of them. I give credit to God mm -hmm. because God is the reason why I have freedom and why I am where I am. I don't yes, he used certain things to inst you know, to 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 accomplish. Make, to mm -hmm. accomplish his plan and I'm you know, and I am the result of it. I don't want to sound like I am ungrateful, but I'm an honest Christian here. I'm thankful to God. I'm not thankful to my country. I'm not thankful to man. I'm not thankful to anybody. For anything. For anything other than God. As we just went over, if you want to boast, boast only in the Lord. That does not mean anything else. If you want to be prideful, be prideful about God. And I also, we also spoke about, he doesn't need any representation. Okay, he doesn't need to be under the banner. Well, they say, well, I am giving thanks to God through my country. And I'm, nope. no, nope. stop it. God only, he does not need any representation whatsoever. It does not matter. You cannot single yourself out like that. If you are a believer in Christ, you are just as much a brother or sister and believer than you are with somebody in China, with India, Iraq, Iran. Afghanistan, Our imaginary lines is. mean nothing. It means absolutely zero. We are lucky to be where we are. And we should be thankful. Burn. We should not be, you know, sh not showing um, the the attitude of Christ goes is completely non biblical. So mm -hmm. we are not you know rebellious against these things we don't try to go overthrow I'm not these preaching things like anarchy here no i'm not at all but i'm i'm also preaching complete separation from the ideals in these things because this is a major major problem and this is it's it's a it's a facade and it's it's all honestly just doctrines of demons that get these christians sucked up mm -hmm. into believing these things accepting these things and, and and fighting for these things and not realizing that you're becoming hateful mm -hmm. cold blind you're becoming everything that israel became when they when their pride started to get a hold of them when they started to seek the praise of man more than they started to seek the praise of god it's hard to keep your eyes on Christ because we don't see him all the time. We only see what our reality is. But that doesn't mean he hasn't gone anywhere. He's controlling everything. Everything is controlled. You can't forget that. Just because we don't see the Lord and don't see everything working right now, we don't just go our own way and go, well, let's just go this wrong way just while we're here for this little bit of time. Like that's not how it, that's not how it works. You got to keep your focus. You got to keep it laser focused on following Him and not falling victim to this drunkenness that the Lord the the Lord straight up says. He goes, "I'm gonna, I, I will make I will make it drunkenness for you." You know why? Because your pride will buy into it and you will get drunk off of that. And you will, and that's what'll happen. And that's exactly what ha happens here. And I see it. Every single, 
every single time a big name preacher gets up and we just saw it recently of this prayer for Trump that we just had not saying that I disagree with this prayer for Trump at all we are instructed biblically to pray for our leaders to respect so yes but if you didn't pray for Obama in the same way that you prayed for Trump the same way that you prayed for Trump what are you doing exactly if you're not praying for uh Cortez, Oslo Cortez, as much as you are for Ben Carson, then there's an issue. You know, it it it, it does not matter who it is, but yet for some reason I've seen time and again that God has raised Donald Trump up for a time like that and thank God for President Trump. And you're not even thinking about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not even thinking that you're celebrating a man and you're celebrating things from this world that have no bearing on the next on the next kingdom all the nations mean nothing to him they're more than not their emptiness Do you think you're going to walk around the millennial kingdom still sprouting your marka stuff That's what we said that you know that it, but it, I was just reading that well, the, and the that's comment what on that I think is interesting too so if our focus as believers in Christ should be all eyes on Christ, looking for his return, looking to being reunited with him. How are you doing that with everything in you when you're wrapped up in your country, when you're wrapped up in your patriotism, when you're wrapped up in your career, when you're wrapped up in your hobbies, when you're wrapped up in your stuff, your possessions, your money? You're, I mean, you can go on and on with this list you're all not. day long. You're, you're not. not. So you are, you're a liar. You do not love the Lord if that's what you are wrapped up in. And we've all been guilty of it at some point in time. It's not that we're standing here saying these things because we haven't fallen victim to this as well. No, yeah. Brandon used to be like disgusting conservative, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, he really absolutely. was. And so you have to realize that when you come, you have this come to Jesus moment where you go, oh my gosh, forgive me. I bought into the lies of this world, these sure. deceptive teachings of demons, because that's what it is. Sure. I assume that I was living a correct lifestyle because yeah. it was conservative and we did. And you we know, had Republican and, stickers on our car and you and had W was, shirts and, you know, yeah, we did all the right the things. Thing. Right. You know, I think this conversation is worthy to keep on uh, having. I have so many more points that I want to bring up for this conversation that I will continue uh, we'll go ahead and make this the end of part one of this discussion about uh, American pride, about uh, this fits into our apostasy series. This also fits into mm-hmm, our end time does. series. This fits it's this whole conversation fits connected. into <laughs> all of this. Yep. But what I think the point of this is, is I'm I'm want other Christians to start standing up and realizing these things mm-hmm. that we we need to be careful and aware of these things and realize where we are in our timing because as I just read out of Jeremiah you know we're not waiting the next event that we're waiting for specifically is a rapture we have no idea when that's going to happen but the Lord gave us a lot of really unique clues to his the returns of or his second coming the events the events preceding his second Mm -hmm. coming which that's kind of a an event that we're out of there before we as christians are out before that happens Mm -hmm. we are with him and we come back to earth with the lord yeah once that happens but we won't see these things go down 
but we will see the start of it mm-hmm. because he gives us such a detailed list of things the way the conditions of the world and the earth are prior to his second coming and if we're close to that mm-hmm. and and seeing the things that are happening in a time and place that that Christians won't even be uh, involved in then I think now is probably the start time to taking these things there are alarm serious. bells going and, off and, and to start, everywhere start you know maybe dotting your i's crossing your t's mm-hmm. and start figuring out where your life is and if maybe if you don't have these idols maybe you are in love with the world mm-hmm. maybe maybe these things and these problems that you're having is because of your idea for your future and your your fake idea of what you were supposed to, what a what an american christian is and what their duty is and what what all this is about you know, maybe you're held captive to these things. I've seen things that people say, and I just go, "Man, this this doesn't sit well with me." You know, this sounds like this sounds very scary. Like this is what Israel did when they became lost. You know, they thought that they had the Lord, and they were telling other people that were saying these things to shut up because it was doom and gloom, and they didn't want to hear these things. Yep. So everybody said, "Ah, we don't want to hear about that. Go away with that." And, and we, you know, this conversation is the first type of people that I'll bring out. You know, that they'll bring out the bleeding, happily prideful, God guns and and glory toting people mm-hmm. from the woods, man. So I think, like I said, we'll have more conversations on this. This will be part one. Hopefully it wasn't all over the place. No, I don't. And I think, and to end on that, to really, I mean, to start the conversation and have people stop and really pray over it and assess themselves and search scripture in their own lives. But it could not be more clear than when John shares in his letter that if you are in love with the world, you cannot love the father. There is no love of the father within you. That's huge. If you love the things of the world. So if that's where you are, you can't be touting Christ and sharing how much, you know, I love, yeah, I love the Lord. you understand what John was meaning when he writes in the first century not to be in love with the world. It's the same thing that's been meant all throughout the history and, and, you know, through time. But in a first century way, when he's saying don't love the things of the world, well, guess what? The first century, they had a lot of things. That culture that Jesus mm-hmm. came into was very similar to ours. Very similar. Very similar. Oh, very progressive. So these ways and these things of the world, it's mm-hmm. not any different. No. Nope. Guess what? The Romans, the Greeks, this is when we start, first started having nice homes, mm-hmm. nice things to put in the homes. Careers, you know, education, careers, prestige. education, mm-hmm. exactly. All these things were becoming... Love of country was huge. Oh, it was huge. The, all these things were, this is the, the turning point of you a lot of You think we're patriotic. Things. You know, it wasn't just for rich people anymore. Now this mm-hmm. was becoming kind of like a, hey, this is the way that our whole country goes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're educated people. We're smart people. We, we, can, we can do these things. We're not we're barbarians. Yeah. So, yeah. Think about it. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not. But anything else? I think that's it for part one. We'll see. Do you if I feel don't get better? Sore. This is like you've been on better. this all day. I do. Uh, I mean, you've been on I this for feel years. Like but... I have more. I just wanted to cut this one because I know it's so long. It's been like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, it's too long. But I wouldn't listen to me for this long. Anybody, <laughs> God bless you. Anybody that does. You make me listen to all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just that's one. 
I could listen to you all day. All right. Because well, I have a paper that says I have to. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hopefully this helps someone.